So, hello everyone and welcome to this latest episode of the Historical Linkages Podcast. I'm Sean McCarthy, joined once again by Tasha Smith and by Sarah Warden, by our special guest uh, today, uh, Tolly Paul. Uh, Tolly, thanks very much for for joining us today uh, and welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So we're sorry that, uh, Tasha and I are sorry that we can't be there with you today. Um, we're attending uh, the Indigenous, the International Indigenous Tourism Conference in Winnipeg. So, uh, and I wanted to let you know, uh, we saw you twice yesterday uh, in videos uh, that were being played here at the conference. So uh, that was, it was really nice to see. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so uh, today, Tully, we're, we're just going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, again, so, some of your travels that you've taken, uh, some of the experiences that you've had, and some of the lessons that you brought back uh, here uh, to the Miramichi. Um, so I guess in the interest of, of f- full disclosure, I'll also say, um, Tully, you and I met uh, when I was in grade four. I remember you came into Nelson and you talked to us, uh, you talked to my class as, uh, about, about the First Peoples and about the Mi'kmaq. And um, yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was obviously quite a few years ago. But, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, and like I say, we got, <laughs> yeah, we got a chance to work with one another a little bit at, at Bull Bears and, 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 and talk a little that way. So um, yeah, but I'd be interested, like I say, and I'm sure uh, Sarah and Tasha as well, to hear a little bit more about um, your story and uh, and your travels. Yeah, Sean, it's uh, good to see you again. Uh, now that you're a lot taller than I am, back then you were a little shorter than me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, it's a, <laughs> but, it, but it's an honor to see you again, and it's an honor to be with you all here today to... Uh, Talk about our uh, indigenous ways of life, our culture, and, uh, and our our, our uh, beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is what brought me to where I am today. Because back in my day, I had a there was a lot of struggles in in those days. We didn't have much uh, much to uh, live on back then, and we didn't have electricity or no no running water. So we uh, we had to uh, make sure we had. Those kind of things. We had to get our own water, you know, from from the well or from the from the forest. <clears throat> but now, when things got even a little harder, we were taken away from our homes, you know, and, and put into a residential school. Mm-hmm. And back then, when you're just a little boy and being taken away from your parents and your brothers and sisters, are you know, we're all in a, in a very hard place. And we weren't allowed to see our sisters, and uh, we weren't allowed to see our mother or parents for a whole year. Only Christmas time, maybe maybe one hour, if that. But uh, once we came out of that residential school, you know, when we were there, we weren't allowed to speak our language, and we were beaten every day. If one person went to bed in our dorm, everybody got a beaten, and that resulted to my alcoholism when I left there. When I left there and came home and there was nothing, you know, to fall back on because our, our culture was uh, stripped away from us. Our language was stripped away from us. You know, our, our way of life was stripped away. And it was a really a hard, hard go for a while, for a long while, I, I should say. And 
I think what brought me back was finding out our ceremonies once again. There was a few elders now who revived our culture and our ceremonies and the sweat loss ceremonies, the drum and the singing. That's why I carry my drum. I carry my eagle wing, you know, I'm, uh, and it's really uh, brought me back to who I am as a Mi'kmaq. I'm a Mi'kmaq, I'm very proud to be a Mi'kmaq. I speak my language fluently now. Before I couldn't, but I had to learn. I had to relearn the language again just by listening to our, our elders and our parents once we got home again. And now today, you know, I go to a lot of schools and places to talk about our culture and our language and our ceremonies and our, and our land. Our land is, is who we are as, as Mi'kmaq people because we survive from the land. You know, we survive from the fishing, the forest that we hunted and gathered, the medicines that we needed and to make our sweat lodge. So everything is all connected as we are as Mi'kmaq people, as indigenous people. So that way we don't go extinct. Because once we lose our language and our ceremonies and our ways, we will not be no longer, you know, we have to continue to revive our ceremonies. We have to continue to teach our ceremonies and way of life. Our culture is education. We have to educate the people, the world, as who we are. I had an opportunity to travel around the world. You know, I worked with the United Nations for, for a long time and we were trying to fight for a seat in the Senate so that we wouldn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And once we went to Japan and the, uh, with all the spiritual leaders of the world, and we were all asked, what would you want to bring back home? And we talked about that we would be able to restore our culture, ceremonies, and our language, and it, it should be in the school curriculums and tell the right stories not the Hollywood version, but the, the real stories of indigenous people of the land. So I had the opportunity to travel around the world and I met some very, very good, um, interesting people along the way, like uh, Bruce Springsteen, he wanted a spirit name. So I done a spirit name for him at the Madison Square Garden in, in New York. And his spirit name, he was so happy. And, and when he got on that stage, and when he started singing and when he started playing the band, it was like Thundern. So, and his spirit name was Thundern Eagle. So he was very pleased with that. And along with other people I met along the way, not, not to brag, but to, these people acknowledge us as indigenous people. They're very proud of indigenous people, like Willie Nelson, Dolly Parton, Mary Shape Carpenter, Joe Ely, you know, uh, Chris Christopherson, you know, and Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, like we played in movies with them and stuff like that. So to me, at, at that time, that show came out, Dances with Wolves, and, and the indigenous people were being being uh, held up high in, in regards of who we were as survivors, as uh, warriors, as, you know, as givers, as we give our teachings and, and help the world to understand who we are as indigenous people because we're very unique people. And Amigamak people are very proud and very noble people. And we got lots to offer to the world and lots of good teachings. 
as it says in part of the prophecies, you know, that we all have to get together, red, white, yellow, and black. black. There's no room for racism or hatred or jealousy other than love. And we have to continue sharing that with the world because the world is such in a dismay now. There is so much confusion, disease and wars and phantom and, and, and all the floods and, and uh, you know, climate change is happening so fast and new diseases are popping up. So today we have our ceremonies. We have our sweat lodge ceremonies to heal the mind, the body and the spirit, and also the change. Change is so important that we have to change our mind so we have the same mind-like thinking as we are all one with, upon Mother Earth because the water of life. Without water, nothing would survive. Without water, we would not survive. The animals will not survive and we'll all get sick. So we have to protect Mother Earth, and the world must know. All these big corporations and everything, they're going to have to do their part too, you know, because what are we going to leave behind for our, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren? You know, we all have that responsibility. We all have that duty to speak out for Mother Earth and to speak out for one another. But we have to continue to work together as one. Where we are all brothers and sisters upon Mother Earth. We're here for a short time, not a long time, but we have that time to do something right and to leave a legacy, a good legacy behind for the future of our children, the future of our future leaders. Right now, we have to address to our leaders today, the world leaders, that we have an obligation. We have responsibility, we have our duties, to make things right. Thank you so much, Tully, you know, for sharing that story. And also for, you know, like I say, I mean, for being such a great ambassador, you know, for, for our community, for the, the Mi'kmaq community, I mean, for, for the human family in many ways, you know what I mean? To, uh, to all around the world. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so, it's so inspiring. Like I say, the message that you bring, you, you know, wherever you go, uh, so, like I say, I really appreciate that. Well, thank you, Sean, very much. You know, for me, it's, a, it's an honor coming coming out of the depths of the, you know, trials and tribulations in my life. What I went through, you know, being an alcoholic, you know, I died twice, went to the spirit world and brought me back. And to be able to share my story and to be able to contribute to our society and to our communities and to work with our leaders. And, you know, I work with a lot of uh, leaders throughout the world and, and our chiefs and national chiefs and our, you know, our leaders in our communities and our, our frontline workers, also our, our healthcare workers, you know, the people in here in, in Marmashi, in the surrounding areas and all throughout the provinces of, of, of uh, our uh, indigenous territories that we have to continue to educate one another in a good way, you know, in a democratic way, so that way we can understand one another and not to put blame on each other, but other than bring each other up and work together in the, in the most fashion and the most uh, positive way, in, our, in the best way we can do. Absolutely. And, and this morning, uh, the tobacco was offered. Each time when you approach an elder, that tobacco is so important I mean, I don't smoke or, or drink or do drugs, but the tobacco is so important 
that we offer to our ancestors. So that way we offer to our creator and our grandmothers and the grandfathers of the four directions and our mother earth. So that way we can speak the truth, you know, speak honestly from our hearts and to be able to represent our ancestors this way also in our creator and our mother earth. You know, it's so important when you do this, when you offer that tobacco, the spirits respond in, in a very good way and they want to work with us. So we have to work with them in the most respectful and most honest way, the best way we can do so. Thank you, Sean, very much. I know we worked together before a couple of times and at, at, at your, at where you worked at the Heritage Place there in uh, Nelson. And yeah. it was an honor to meet you back then, but it was an honor to meet you when you were four years old and to see you, you, you you're following your journey and you're following your, uh, you know, you're following your steps of your ancestors, trying to bring things forward to in, in a good light. And it's good to meet all of you too, uh, I forget your name, uh, the lady there, your sister, what's your name? Uh, Tasha. Yeah. Here, Tasha. Oh, Tasha, yeah, nice to meet you, Tasha. And sir, what's, what's your name? Sir, what's my name? <laughs> oh, that's Sarah. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I was talking to I think I was talking to me. <laughs> And sir, what's your name? myself. Oh, we need laughter. Oh, my God. We need that laughter. But you remember remember that uh, laughter is good medicine and also heals the mind, body, and spirit sometimes. I work I work with eel ground a lot, and I do a lot of drumming and singing. For uh, Yesterday we had the, uh, our sisters... Uh, with all their drums and they, and they sang very well, very strongly, and it brought a lot of happiness and joy. And so, when you bring that to any community, you know people respond to that and they want to be part of that. And also, I work with the NBCC. I'll be there in, uh, on the twenty first, twenty second for the students there, who are, uh, cadets uh, for training for to be RCMP. Um, yeah, and I really enjoy, and I belong to a cancer society. Uh, you know, I, I, I go where the Great Spirit sends me, and I'll, I'll be there. You know, if it, uh, and that's 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 my uh, my life now. This is what I do. I didn't have much education in my life, to be honest. As far as I went, was grade three, because of the residential school. And when I came home, I didn't want to be part of that school anymore because of the wrongdoings that was done to me. And then the day school came in, and we were again punished again. So that kind of triggered the. The, the, the hurts again from that. So my father said, you might as well just work in the woods with me because, uh, you know, you're not, you're not uh, getting along with the teachers or anything like that there. So, but I learned, I learned from my father, you know, he's, he was very, very knowledgeable, you know, very, very uh, strong in his ways. And then I learned a lot from just by the experience in, in the world, you know, with our communities, surrounding communities. You know, like Nadwa Omega, Xkunobadi, just, you know, El Sabuktuk, you know, Pasmapati people, the Ulustigwe people, Ojibwe. You know, I traveled the world. I went around the world about eight times. And to see all these beautiful people have the same idea in our minds to bring awareness of peace and wellness and friendship with one another and to be able to work together. 
So there's a lot, a lot of things that we uh, accomplished from back then and then now. Like back then, we started 1979 to 80, and finally, you know, everything started to open it up again to uh, revive our culture and our ceremonies and our language, you know, and our dances. Today, you see a lot of powwows throughout uh, Turtle Island. You know, you can go to Nadwane, it's know, Elsa Bukduk, you know, Pabano. You get lots and lots of powwows throughout Turtle Island and all the way to the United States to Arizona and even South America. You know, this is our spiritual way of life. It's not a religion, it's a spiritual way of life, and it's a way of finding our, ourselves, finding peace, you know, and to be able to walk upon Mother Earth with, with open arms and, you know, your eyes open and your heart feels good because there's people watching, there's children who are watching, you know, they need to know who we are as Indigenous people because that's who they are. So the language is who we are. You know, our land is who we are. You know, we have to, we have to let, that's why we say we're on unceded territory here in Marmashi. This is our land to begin with. Of thousands here, 10,000, 11,000 years ago, our people were here, Mi'kmaq people were here, you know, so, and all, all throughout Turtle Island. It's not saying we're going to take the land back from anybody. It's just that the acknowledgement is so important and that we work together. You know, and, and, and let, let that be the truth, you know. Let truth be known as who we are as indigenous people. We love all peoples, red, white, yellow, and black, you know. And that's what makes the medicine wheel. You know, we take one away, one color away, so it's going to be off balance. So we have to continue to push for and you know, the truth and reconciliation about who we are as indigenous people and love one another and take good care of each other, you know, and be safe because there's a lot of diseases out there now, you know, that took a lot of people already because of the the COVID, and, you know, and all this uh, new diseases popping up. So we, what's going to save us is our, our indigenous way of life, our ceremonies, our medicines, our spirituality, and our kindness and our love for one another. It's a no amount. That is so true, Tully. Of course. And one of the things I, I was saying that you're one of our change agents here on the Mamashi, like, you know, in First Nations community, um, you started um, fundraising and doing things for the Mother Earth Lodge. And through that lodge, you brought a lot of culture, a lot of activities. And through you, I met the, the Rockefellers, <laughs> you know, they were one of the contributors to the lodge at the time. And you, you're like a groundbreaker for a lot of things that have happened here on the Miramichi, so I honor you and I respect you for that. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was a vision I had. I was fasting in uh, Montana and an elder put me way up in the mountains and was just once once, once he uh, told me, he says, you fill your sacred pipe and pray. He said, I, when you, I want to see an eagle flying above us. I want you to pray hard. So as, as I was praying, holding my sacred pipe, I prayed Asked for the eagle to come and join us in the ceremony. And all of a sudden, the elder, Jerome Forrestar, he tapped on my shoulder. And he said, look, look up. I looked up, and there was an eagle circling around us. He circled around four times, and he flew down the mountain. 
And he got up, he said, see, you can do that too, if you believe in yourself. You believe in your prayers. And then he left. Then he rained in hail for four days. <laughs> <laughs> but he told, but he, when, when he told me when I get, came back down, he told me that's uh, you have to be strong for your people. You be very strong for your people because there's so much stuff that's coming your way and you have to be strong. So and when I got down on that fourth day and gave me some medicine to drink, and then he said, uh, we're going to a, a place called the Sundance. They're just bringing in the tree. The tree they just cut, they didn't touch, the, the tree didn't touch the ground yet. They're carrying it out. So when we got there, he said, I want you to cut some branches and make a thunderbird nest and, and, and uh, tie, tie that bundle on the, on the nest and say a prayer for all the people there. So we did that and then they put up the tree and he said, now you got to dance for four more days. <laughs> I said, okay. So I did that, you know, I mean, and you, I mean, you have to follow the spirit, what they say, you, you, you're going to be okay. And that's what the elder said. Don't worry, you're going to be okay. You don't, don't think about anything else. You're going to be okay. That's all you need to know. And that that fourth day was done. It was, it was awesome. A lot of people got very good healing and, 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 and their community got stronger. A lot of people got stronger and came back to their ways, came back home to their culture and their ceremonies and their language. You know, that's why it's so important to continue to teach these ways of life. And, and my brother, George Paul, I have to acknowledge him and uh, a couple other elders, Migamalan and, uh, you know, there's Clarence Patlos from Nadwaraneg and, you know, Burton Ward. There was a lot of elders that I have great respect, like Albert Ward, you know, from, from Nadwaraneg. He, he was, uh, we always pass each other on a plane going someplace and he was going to a teaching, so I was going to another place to teach and Albert and we always smiled each other and waved and as we get on our way. So we have to acknowledge our elders, our true elders who were the uh, pioneers that brought a lot of teachings and to help to uh, restore our culture and ceremonies. And, you know, I have to mention also my good friend, Joseph Leonard, you know, he, do, he does a lot of teaching and he helps a lot of people, a lot of brothers, you know, that's, so to acknowledge all our brothers and sisters who have been doing these ceremonies from the beginning, you know, a lot of us had a rough go here and there. We might have stumbled a little bit and fell, but we got back up and dust ourselves off and kept on going and knowing how important our culture, our language, our ceremonies are and our dances, because our future, the children hold our future in their hands. And so we have to give them that, that knowledge and the wisdom, you know, that knowledge and wisdom. We have knowledge keepers, wisdom keepers, medicine keepers, sweat lodge keepers, pipe carriers, you know, we all have that, we know what to do. It's like a song my brother sings, we know what to do. So there's so much to learn and to share too, you know, like it's, it's, it's just, there's no other way to look at it. It's just the way who we are as making up people or unknown, unknown is all indigenous people throughout Turtle Island and upon Mother Earth. Hmm. The, the Mi'kmaq language I find is very beautiful and I wonder if you can, uh, because our podcast is worldwide, right? 
and maybe you can share some of your language, maybe share some inspiration because as myself being the net person, I hunger the language being away from my the speakers of my culture, speakers of my language. So maybe you can share some, some of your words of Mi'kmaq to the others out there. Thank you, Sarah. Also, I want to acknowledge Sarah too, and I know she has beautiful culture where where she's from there. And I've been I, I travel to the Southwest uh, places in Arizona, you know, Sedona, First Mesa, Second Mesa, and met a lot of elders there like Thomas Pella, and there was Thomas Baniaka, and the cultures and the language and the teachings that they gave us as we share one another. And that's so important to do, you know, from culture to culture or the nation to nation, I should say, that we share our, our, our culture that way. And when I was doing my ceremonies in uh, in in, uh, in Akiva, in Arizona, <clears throat> Thomas uh, Pella, he was praying in his language, and he and he told me, he said, "You pray in your language, because the Creator will hear you, and we're inside Mother Earth. Mother Earth will hear you." will hear your language. Now, that's my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> It's a timer for the time to come to a closing, I guess. I, I, I guess so. I guess so. With the sound of the revving engine, you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. that's our cue, I guess. That's where it's coming from. Oh, anyway, that's it. It's okay, always yeah. Good. yeah, anyway, yeah, that's that, that's uh in in Mi'kmaq people like our language is so unique. And it flows like the water, you know, when we speak our language. And that's why we're so connected to the river. Would you die? Now, see, see the mook. I'll die. See the mook. Now, yeah, see the mook. I'll make a book of me, Mitch. I'll go to the gun. 
You'll never go hungry <laughs> when you when you're with the river because we know how to fish. And, and, and the river is our stronghold. That's where we go to pray and we offer the tobacco. You know, it's our, so our language kind of flows like the river. And it's such a unique language. So it's a beautiful language, you know, one, one of a kind, you know, like Mi'kmaq people. Well, uh, uh, as, as we draw to a close, Tali, once again, I really want to thank you for, for sharing with us, you know, your, your message and your experiences and your language. Uh, it's, it's been great to, to, to see you again, and I hope to see you again in person uh, very soon. Uh, before we go, anything more that you'd like to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I would like to sing a little song. It won't take long. Please, go right if ahead. that's okay. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Just, just to, uh, just, oops, just to give that teaching as a, you know, as a drum keeper. I think I'll just uh, step out. I got more uh, stage got a, here. He's got another motor in the machine, the bag. What does the drum represents to you? Anybody know out there? The drum represents the heartbeat of all nations. The heartbeat of our children, our elders, the heartbeat of our the creator, the universe, Mother Earth, all living things.
That song, what it says, Wesquidajik means our people are coming. Wesquidajik Noma, our relatives are coming. There's a gathering going on. You know, that's so, so important that the children know the songs and the history of the songs and what they mean. And not only our children, but the people throughout the world. Because we have to bring, come together and bring that uh, goodness back into Mother Earth. Good question to brothers. And like I say, uh, looking forward uh, to the day when, it wants, when, as you say, Tully, we can all gather together. Uh, and yes. Yeah. So I want to thank you once again. And on behalf of my colleagues, uh, wish you all the very best. And uh, to all of you who are listening, thank you very much for joining us. And we will see you once again uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks. Thank you all very much. May the, may the grace period bless you with good health and happiness always. I hope.